world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. And picking up a lot of things around me. You know, we were, we were going from home here on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Michelle and I flew back in on Saturday morning. And then uh, we went to an event Saturday night down in Dayton and got home yesterday was Sunday. Of course, it's Mother's Day and scrambling, trying to pick all the pieces up and get them all back together. Came back refreshed. I, was, I don't know if you guys can see it or not. Oh, my whole forehead peeled off yesterday. So all that suntan is already gone. We were in Destin, Florida, for those of you who wonder. Destin, Florida. And we went to Destin, Florida. Uh, Michelle and I always do some ministry when we're out. And uh, Allegiant Air had a flight for $39. $39. I mean, you can't fill a tank of gas for that, can you? So we, we were able to hop on a plane, fly down to Destin, spend a couple of – it was beautiful one day, rained in the entire day the next, but uh, it's all good. It's all good just to get away. We didn't mess on our phones. We didn't do all that stuff. Good, good to be back. A lot going on. A lot going on. Here's what I want to talk to you about this this morning, okay? Listen, you better hear me that the real insurrection in America is going on right now, folks. Going on right now over Roe versus Wade. They have been flushed out, fleshed out. We now see exactly what's going on. And the Supreme Court of the United States is the last bastion of government that they have not seized. You, you better understand that. They're in control of every aspect of government, but they have not yet been able to seize control of the Supreme Court of the United States, judicial supremacy. They're doing everything they can. And now that their, their access to the killing of unborn children is being exposed, they are coming out. So we, gotta, we have to up our game, up our ante. I want to get into a couple different things here real quick as we get rolling. Uh, but I want to do that. for. Let's get Myra in here first. Myra. Tip us off here on Monday morning, the uh, ninth day, ninth day of May 2022. Whoever thought they would see that? May 9th, 2022. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, uh, Coach, I will be on our two. Good morning, Saints. Proverbs 31, 30. Favor is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Holy Thank Spirit. you, Michelle. Yes. You are welcome to Coach Dave Haddle and open our hearts to you. Isaiah 53.5, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. 1 Corinthians 7, now concerning the things whereof ye wrote me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his wife, and let mm. every woman have her husband. Mm-hmm. Psalm twenty-two twenty-eight. for the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. Isaiah 14, 12 to 14, how are the fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, um, art thou cut down to the ground, which didn't w- waken the nations. For thou hast said, Thine heart, I will ascend into the heaven, I will exalt my throne above all the stars of God, and I will sit upon a mount all the congregation of the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Second Corinthians ten four to six. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Mm-hmm. John 
27 to 28. My sheep hear my voice and I will know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish near, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Psalm 81 to 4. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judges among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked self? Defend the poor and fearless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Read out of the hand of the wicked. And the closing verse for May 9, 2022 is going to be Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Go into all the world and teach them to observe all I have commanded you. That's the Great Commission, friends. That is the Great Commission. And it's amazing that in America, we are not going into all the world, and we are not teaching them to observe all he's commanded us. We're not doing that. What is it that our churches are doing? What is it that Christians in Christianity are doing? You know what we're doing? We are teaching immorality in our schools. We are teaching everything but that which he commanded us. We are supposed to go teach them biblical principles so that his kingdom can be expanded. We've sat around at least since the 1950s, and we've watched the devil come in and cast off every restraint, every restraint, societal restraint of righteousness. I was thinking back to uh, Rob Petrie and uh, what was it? What was her name? Uh, Vic Van Dyke show. They didn't even sleep in the same bed. They didn't even sleep in the same bed. And now everything we see is, is laced and led with some type of promiscuity. And the minds of our children have been so poisoned that uh, as an end result, the great sexual revolution of the 1960s gave us abortion. Gave us abortion. It was, not, it was nothing more than the government giving promiscuous women what they wanted. So what was that, Coach? Well, they wanted to sleep around without any consequences. See, when the women, that's why you have to read, uh, uh, what's his name? Kinsey's book. Alfred Kinsey's book, uh, human, Sexuality in the Human Male, I think. It, pull that up if you can real quick, Spencer. Human, uh, Kinsey, K-I-N-S-E-Y. This, this is a bunny, bunny trail. Stay with me a second. Kinsey, Reproduction in the Human Male, I think is what it is. Uh, he'll have it up there in a second. The Kinsey Institute in Indiana, by the way, which we went there and, and we prayed over, the, over that place as well. It was Alfred Kinsey who was Sexual Behavior in the Human Male. There it is. What? What year was that printed, uh, Spencer? See if you can find that. Uh, available. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I'm not, hey, I'm not, I'm not encouraging you to buy it. 1948. 1948. Folks, it was just after, listen, it was just after all of the soldiers had come home from the war. Right? When was the, when was the Second World War? 41 to 45. You know what Kinsey did while he was gone? He wrote this book explaining how all these women, basically explaining how all the women were out having sex while their husbands were overseas. That was the genesis of sexual behavior in the human male. And Alfred Kinsey launched the sexual revolution in 1948. By the way, in 1947, the Supreme Court ruled that there was a separation between the church and the state, that all morality went out the window. Followed on the tail of that is sexual behavior in the human male, 1948, and sexual behavior in the human female. Must have been popular. He had to write one in 1953 about what the women all out having sex and screwing everything that walked, right? And what did that give birth to? Well, that gave birth to the birth control pill. And when the birth control pill didn't uh, do enough for women to be able to have sex the way they wanted to, listen, I'm not blaming the men. It's always, I'm not blaming, the men are complicated. It's always been, we've always taught our daughters to resist. Always have, folks. Always have. And Kinsey changed everything. 
The, soci the sociological data underlying the analysis of the conclusions found in sexual behavior in the human male was collected from approximately 5,300 males over a 15-year period. Uh, Kinsey interviewed pedophiles and rapists and this is true. I'm not making it up. That, that's, that's, those are the 5,300 males were that he, that he uh, uh, investigated, studied, interviewed for his sexual behavior in human male. And even today, they still have a Kinsey Institute. Pull that up there, Spencer. Where There it is, down at the bottom. Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction. We went there. See if you can click on the bottom of the first paragraph. Bottom of the first paragraph. <clears throat> first paragraph. There it is, Kinsey Institute. We went there. He has his own school at Indiana University, folks, after the sexual pervert. And we're still dealing with that stuff today, which gave, gave birth. The fruit of the sexual revolution was the murder of 70, at least 70 million unborn children. The Kinsey Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction is still being funded at Indiana University today. It is the go-to place on sexual behaviors. It's, it's, it is really, really, really unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. So we're in, a, we're in a nation now where there is no restraint anymore on sexual behavior. Sorry, this is, this is the launching pad of it. 1948 sexual behavior. I don't even know how I got on it other than I'm on it. And uh, we have to understand that the, the entire destruction of morality and the Christian family was launched in 1948 by the Kinsey's book, Sexual uh, Behavior in the Human Male. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? And look where we are today. Look where we are. Look, uh, you know, again, from the picture that I showed the other day of the girl at the beach, the modesty that's, that's just going out the window, just going out the window. So it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I, yeah, thanks, Stephanie. Those women getting those abortions started blood clears on generations following them. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. This is so deep. So hang on there, Paul. I'll be right with you. So show me the picture of the church in the garage. You guys got to see this. Jeff Klein and his crew. Look at that. God bless these guys. <laughs> I, I don't say enough about Jeff and his church in the garage. Jeff's just a used car salesman, like folks. And he's doing more to expand the gospel of the kingdom in Mount Vernon than 74 pastors up there. And he has his little church in the garage once a week. And these are guys from the church in the garage who showed up. See, Kenyon College, which is the pit of hell, uh, is just outside of Mount Vernon, Ohio. It's one of the far leftist universities in, in America. And they show up all, all, out on the town, on this time, town square all the time. So Jeff and his crew show up and try to, try to oppose them. Well, this last week, he knew there'd be a big crowd there because of the road decision. I'm sure he wasn't disappointed, but look what they showed up with. They showed up with the, with the victims. They showed up with the victims, didn't they? Jeff, how did it go, man? What Did they did they treat you like hell? How'd they treat you, dude? Coach, they just hated us. Sure they did. They should. One thing we did, and this proves, you know how they're all saying, you hear them, everybody saying, the majority wants to keep this pro-choice. Not pro true. I'm going to show you some stats on it. Not true. Not so true. you see the one sign there, honk, if you're pro-life? Yeah. We had at least a, over 100 horns honking in one hour around that square. You know they hated it. I kept going through the horn. I said, do you hear them horns honking? They don't want to kill babies. It was great. No. Okay, so so listen, folks. Uh, let me let me zoom. Uh, let me roll into something here. I think is really really important for us to understand. Uh, to this is where, where, hang hang on. I didn't number them today. I'm sorry, man. Uh, the, the very last one. Polls. Americans are pro life. The very last one there. Pull that up for me, Spence. Folks, I said this on the show the other day. I said this on the show. I said the average person doesn't really care about abortion. They don't get up in the morning and think about it. They don't. The pro-aborts do, and the pro-aborts make it look like there's a whole bunch of them, but really there aren't that many of them. And so CNN got choked on their straw when they did their own poll. And what did they find out? Scroll down there a little bit, Spencer, if you could. But what did they find out? They found out that 38%, 38% are happy if Roe is overturned. Fifth, 38% are happy. Now, if you go down, going down a little bit farther, Spence, I said this last week. Look at this. 
Americans are remain broadly. No, that's not true. That, they made the assertion that people were broadly opposed to it, and they found out that is not true. The average person believes abortion is a necessary procedure, but they're not going to fight about it. No, no, they don't care. They really don't care. So what we're seeing, again, is about 10, 15, maybe 20% of God-hating, Luciferian-influenced people who are for blood, blood sacrifice. That's it, friends. It's 20% tops. Most people don't really care. They really don't care. And so the, what's, what we see happening before us right now, excuse me, before us right now, is the left, the Luciferian left, is hoping to gin up their audience, their supporters, over this issue, and they don't care. They don't, their audience doesn't care. Their audience doesn't care. It's great, great news. Great news. They don't care. They really, the average person doesn't care. And for too long, that has cost us because why? We didn't care. They were murdering babies, and they didn't, nobody cared. And now the court says you can't murder babies and those same people. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So this fight, this fight, friends, is going to local, going local. Hang on, i got to show you something else. Go to judges' houses. Now, I think this is an interesting topic for us to bring up. i got some real spiritual stuff I want to get to. Look at this, friends. Radical abortion activists gather outside Supreme Court justices' homes. Now, let's ask ourselves something. Number one, would this be an insurrection? Isn't this what we did on January 6th? And isn't it amazing the left isn't painting this as an insurrection? These are Luciferian leftists who are rising up against the government the Supreme Court, going to their individual homes. Now look, now look, see if these are massive. See if they're so, look, stop, freeze, second. Look down the street. How many cars do you see parked down that street? Is there a huge traffic jam there with people going to the justices' houses? No, not, I don't see, no. Doesn't look like a whole, plenty of places to park down that road, aren't there? Wow, looks like maybe, golly, might be 20 people there. Go to the next picture. Scroll on down, Spence. Next picture. Oh, but whoa, 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 whoa. Go, go to play that little clip. Play this one. Oh, this is the scene outside Judge. Woo! Wow, look at all those people. Wow. Wow. Must be 20, 25 of them there. Right? People don't care. People don't care. Scroll on down, Spence. Oh, that lady's a witch. She's unbelievable. Here's somebody else's house. This is at, where are they? This is at Judge Alito's house. Oh, it might be 25 people there. Maybe 30. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe Judge lives in town, a place like that? Go ahead. But see, they're trying to overthrow the American government, right? They overthrow the American system of government when they don't get their way. Now, here's the question we have to ask. I have to ask myself. See, I think this is a good thing. Myself. I think you ought to be able to go to the judges' houses. I'm not against this. I'm not against this. But what would they do? What would the left do if we were doing it? If we ended up out in front of judges' houses, what would they be saying about us? Insurrection, they'd be locking people in jail. So you have to understand that there are two systems of justice in America, and we're seeing it play right out in front of us. Number one, this is an insurrection as they're trying to influence and overthrow a decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, hang on. I got to get this out. Jeff Klein brought it up. Jeff Klein brought it up. Bring up uh, insurrection judges and January 6th. Bring that up. I think that's the one I want to – I think that's the one. Yeah, scroll down there. Scroll down. Scroll down. I just want to show some pictures here, right? My body, my choice. A warning to pro-abortion insurrectionists. Look, friends. Look, look, folks. You, 18 U.S. Chapter 73, obstruction of justice. This is the law, okay? Friends, this is the law. Watch. Whoever with the intent of interfering with, obstructing, 
or impeding the administration of justice or with the intent of influencing any judge, jury, witness, or court officer in discharge of his duty, pickets and parades in or near a building, housing a court in the United States, or in or near a building or residence occupied or used by such judge, juror, witness, or court officer, or with such intent uses any sound truck, or similar device on res- or resorts to any other demonstration in or near any such building or residence shall be fined under this title of imprisonment, not more than one year or both. Nothing in this section shall interfere with one, with, or prevent the exercise by any court of the United States in its power to punish for contempt. In other words, folks, you are not allowed to go to judges' houses while they're in the process of hearing a case ruling on a case, rendering a case. Why, can somebody tell me why these insurrectionists aren't in jail? Hmm? Did you guys know that? Did you know there was a law against such a thing? Wow. Oh, I got some more. I've already gone 20 minutes, and I ain't ain't gotten half to what I want to. It's been a long weekend for me. Uh, I guess uh, David Hevener, let me me back up here a minute. David Hevener, we went uh, Saturday night to, down in uh, uh, Brook, Brookville, uh, Neil Peterson's church, Pastor Neil Peterson opened up his church and uh, allowed David Heavener to present the last evangelist. And uh, man, folks, that wasn't some cheesy film. It was, about, it was about 40 minutes. It was really, really good, really good, really good. And so David Heavener, that was the, that was the first. Uh, um, he said they have to make about three or maybe four of them four episodes, and he believes in it, uh, they'll be able to market and sell it. But it was really, really good. And uh, so a lot of, not a lot, but thanks for all of you who went down and supported David. And then th- this this grieved me. This grieved me. I just, I'm going to say this, I'm going to move on. As I was leaving, uh, Pastor Neil wasn't there. Pastor Neil, who, uh, you know, has got Jeff and those guys trying to get 6,000 signatures for Neil Peterson to run for governor. In case, uh, Michael DeWine won, and Michael DeWine did win. So we got we got Michael DeWine, who didn't even get 50. Uh, Michael DeWine is a sitting governor in Ohio, Republican governor. He didn't even get 50% in the primary. Didn't even get half of Nobody wants Michael DeWine. And so we were f- worried that after the election was over, that Michael DeWine and Tim Ryan, th- those are the two guys. There we are, those same choices again. But Neil Peterson was working to get on the ballot as an independent. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. And uh, he's turned in 6,000 signature, needs 5,000. Uh, we don't know if he's on it yet, but it looks like he's on it. And I saw Neil as I was leaving. He was coming in, and I had about uh, 10 minutes with him. You know what he told me? Folks, are you going to listen to me a second here? The other candidates in the race, he's not sure they're going to support his independent candidacy. Did you hear what I said? All these people who hate Michael DeWine, the candidates, he's spoken to, Neil told me he has spoken to several of them. And they have not yet committed to supporting his independent campaign. Can somebody explain to me what that would be all about? Hmm? What would that be all about? Jealousy. Jealousy. Principle Jealousy. over. Yeah, they're not putting their principle over the party. They're just going to vote the party line. What? They're, they're, they're butt hurt. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they were there just to split the vote to give DeWine a chance to win with 38%. Mark, who, know, who knows? But they're butt, it's unbelievable. I didn't get into a great discussion with Neil. Maybe I'll have him on to talk about that. You mean to tell me that you ran. As they ran as a Republican to oust the current governor, and none of them won. God bless them all for running. None of them won, but we still have a champion standing, and they're not going to support him. It's, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm not, not going to camp on that. Yes. You know what I think it is? It's a couple months ago they told him they would. And like you said, they're butthurt. But I think they really thought they were going to win, and now it's different. Yeah, no, well, that's that's what it is. I say this, shame on all of them. That's what I, that's what I say. I got more I want to talk about here. 
but I'll let some of y'all get in there. Come on in, Alan. Hey, Coach, just to maybe back up what you're saying about the percentages about the abortion issue you, you've started out with, if you go to First Kings 18 and when uh, Elijah was going against all those prophets, he was going against, so there was 850 total, the, some from the grove, some of the prophets of Baal. So that's pretty much what we're dealing with today again, thousands uh-huh. of years later, same same devils. And God told him, said, hey, when, once he had his breakdown and everything else, he said, hey, bud, I got 7,000 men that ain't bowed to need a bell. That yeah. proves what you're saying is true, Coach, right there with those percentages. Yes, no, 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 no. Hey, listen, Alan, I've said forever that the average person just doesn't care about abortion. They're sick of it. They don't, they don't care either way. They don't care either way. And the Democrats are hoping to use that, that issue to stir up the women. It ain't going to happen, dude. So we got we got to really, really gird up because those battles are, in fact, moving to the suburbs. It's coming to us. Hang on. Got to throw this out there. I forgot. Put in the chat for everybody. Uh, I watched last night in my living room before I went to bed the 2,000 Mules video. Folks, it's now available on BitChute. You can watch it for free. Now, I don't feel guilty about it because I bought tickets and didn't get a chance to go to the theater. So I don't, I don't feel guilty about it. But this thing is now on BitChute. And if you want to see, golly, unbelievable. You know what's going on? Listen to me. All the nonprofits. People make up these nonprofits all the time, right? And you know what they're doing? The nonprofits are the ones who are gathering the the names, the fraudulent names, and are turning the names over to the vote, whatever you want to call it. These guys who were getting these illegal ballots, they went to the nonprofits and picked up the ballots that the nonprofits had filled out for people. And then they, some of these guys, some of these guys went to over 100 different drops. They, they pinged them on their phone. I don't know if you know this. They always know where you've been on your phone. That's how they got some of the guys in Washington, D.C. So they went and purchased the data, and they can show you where, if like on my phone, everywhere I went, they can show you everywhere I went. And some of those guys went to 200 different drop boxes, folks. They got all the data. They got it all. Watch the video. Put it in the chat. Put this link in the chat and watch the video, and you're going to understand the, the condition that we're in. Nonprofits. Nonprofits. Huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They want to they put churches in there with the nonprofits. Oh, I could go on. I want to go on, but I want to invite some of you in. Come on in, uh, Paul Webb. Hey, Coach, um, just getting back to your original, there's a lot of stuff you said there, but the original point about the Kinsey Institute, you know, it's ironic where it's located in Indiana, the heartbeat uh-huh. of America. Right, you know, right they put it in UCLA or USC. They put it in the heartbeat of America. And then That's number right. two is right after the 48, 1950s, who came next? Hugh Hefner, Playboy. Yep. So all, the whole thing was designed. I mean, it, he was, it was just but a plant. <laughs> it was designed to destroy the American family. That's what it was designed to do, and it did it. And, hey, listen, folks, when they told women – that they didn't have to control who they slept with, Katie, bar the door. They were the only restraint, really. Look, men are supposed to be virtuous as well, folks. I'm not making an excuse for men. I'm telling you the way the world works. Males are always the sexual aggressor, always. Hey, in the animal world, they want us all to believe we're all animals. Males are the sexual aggressor. It's the way it works. We trained our daughters to be virtuous. We tried to change our son, trained, treated our sons to be virtuous. But when a girl found out that she could give in to sexual behavior without any consequences, that's where we are today. So don't send me any emails saying, but men are just as bad. The men are worse. The men are worse. What do you mean they're just as bad? The men are worse. Well, Stephanie would say, no, the women are worse. <laughs> I suppose it. I suppose it's a toss-up. Jack, come on in. Yeah, there's so much in what you just said, Coach. Um, People think I'm some kind of a heretic if I say voting is a waste of time. Voting is the least effective of our tools, and we're told that it's the most effective, our only tool, because they own the entire process except for you physically walking in and pulling the lever. Other than that, they own it all. The shadow government 
is running everything. So we need Jack, to understand. Have, have you seen this movie, Jack? Not yet. I, looked, I was going oh to go last God. night, but I was falling asleep. Oh, my goodness. Folks, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It's un People, we gotta, un We got to learn how to activate our tools. Nullification. You went through this a couple weeks ago, Coach. Nullification. If it's unlawful, if it's unconstitutional, if it's anti-scriptural, do not obey it. That's nullification. Ignore it. It doesn't exist. It's null. It is. Hey, folks, uh, Stephanie just texted me again. She's so right. The MTV generation. You guys remember that, right? The MTV. Oh, my goodness. When women started gyrating, we got Britney Spears. We got, huh? Right? Right in front of, waving that candy right in front of the eyes of men. And men were supposed to respect women, right? Yeah. Huh? Oh, yeah. How's that work? Come on, Dr. Paul. Coach, I believe the good Lord's uh, lining everything up, up to be deconstructed. Um, as you know, two years ago, I had that vision, whatever the hell you want to call it. It was clearly, wasn't about COVID. It was about the sanctity of life. Yes, I've sir. said this from the beginning. When I go in front of the board this Thursday, they actually linked up these stupid letters with abortion. I don't know if you heard that. They opened it up, and it's not going to be pleasant for them because I'm going right for the throat on that one. You can't commit these abortions without doctors. Do you understand that? Yes, absolutely. There are more people, more children, the most innocent of them all, are dying because of doctors. It'd be better for them to put them up. Abortions without doctors. We've got millions and millions of deaths. That's a death count, Coach. First, do no harm, right, Paul? First, do no harm. Oh, yeah. It'd be better better for you to put a millstone around your neck and be thrown into the deepest part of the ocean than to mislead one of these little ones who believe in me. Hey, Lord. Coach, coach, you got to jump in right on that one. Paul, you know that that's why last year they passed a law that allows nurse practitioners and physician's assistants to kill babies. Yep, that's right. You should understand – just as you said, Coach, these nonprofits, the people that control the nurse practitioners, the doctors, the physician's assistants, is the Federation of State Medical Boards. They are oh, a nonprofit. They get, their, they get their orders from drug companies, abortion clinics, and they send it out to these, these hospitals. And uh, uh, your good friend, Renz, is doing a, trying to get a lawsuit a RICO lawsuit against all the medical boards. Yeah. So Paul, so Paul, it's linking this up and it's not. Oh, he is for sure. It's, it's coming for sure. Right now. Listen, folks, do you think the department of justice is going to investigate these left leaning, uh, nonprofits? Give me a break. Will you give me a break? See what's going on here. Angie, come on in. Good morning. Great subject today. Um, I just wanted to kind of touch again on that Alfred Kinsey thing. So several years ago when I was kind of looking at this whole sexual revolution, the 1960s, 50s, free love generation, I really started looking at what, how, what were the steps? How did we connect those dots and how do we end up? You did a beautiful job of doing that because I think those who fail to understand history are doomed to repeat it. And I think we have to learn how to roll back because once Alfred Kinsey, and if you do any amount of research on Alfred Kinsey, the man was doing sexual studies on sexual children practices on babies. Yes. He was doing them on children and babies. <laughs> Folks, they and measured so, how many how many orgasms per minute a, an, a newborn have. child could have, folks. Yes. So when you look at how he did these things in the name of science, which is all what we've been watching over the last 140 years since Darwin, when they tried to make us into animals with natural selection and evolution, um, that what they're doing is they're they're doing nothing but minimalizing us into the animal kingdom with no mm-hmm. free will, and no conscience, and no ability to be able to control yep. ourselves. They're not so in the evolution, right? In yep. the 1950s, they began to take Alfred Kinsey's studies and put them into public school sex yep. education under the guise of health and edu- health education, right? So in yep. the 50s, 
this is all being the children are all being groomed that you are now an animal and you have urges that you can't ignore so in the 50s that was proliferate and by the 60s we ended up with the the hippie free love movement but i am going to tell you as as the wife of a man who was born to a woman who was 16 when she got pregnant okay because she was in the she was in that era that night that kinsey's era that first group that went through um my my mother-in-law, God bless her, when she was 16, she got pregnant, dropped out of high school, married the man that she got pregnant with, and for 49 years, they had a beautiful and wonderful life, raised two children. My husband was one of them. But I'm telling you, that whole thing, we've got to go back into the schools and reverse this whole outreach. We do. Amen, thing. amen. And this, is, this is what we're doing. It's crazy, so, but you did a great job of pulling that together, Joe. great job. Thanks. So we uh, we take tens our, send our kids to schools where they're trained. They came from from apes, and we're surprised when they act like little animals, right? Uh, give give me a break. And by the way, how about this one? <laughs> Again, Stephanie's all over it this morning. You guys remember Elvis? Elvis the pelvis. That was in the height of the sexual revolution. And big thing about Elvis the pelvis, the girls screaming. What were they screaming about? For the first time, they could come out and scream. They wanted those, They wanted Elvis in the bedroom. Then came the Beatles, right? Huh? Come on, friends. Look what they did to us. Naomi, then Mark. So I'm proud to say that Candace Taylor, our governor um, candidate for Georgia, watched 2,000 mules last night. And within the first five minutes, she was infuriated. She yep. is awake. It's, um, folks, you got to watch, watch it. It's free. Watch it. Mark Trump. Yeah, Doc made me think of a meme. Liberals fear guns. Babies fear doctors. Ah, can I steal that? So, yes, yes. Remember, it's the guns that do the killing, right, Coach? <laughs> no, no, it's the people, right? Uh, well, the doctors are the guns for all those babies, Doc, aren't they? The doctors. Liberals feel, fear guns. Hey, babies fear doctors, huh? Right. I'm posting it right Amen. now. That's well, a nuclear bomb, boom. The board actually tried to take my guns away. I'm not, I'm serious about this. They actually had a big old meeting to tell me that I cannot carry a gun. And my life had been under threat for a long time. And you know what I told them? The FBI told me to carry a gun. Did they really? Yes, they did, coach. I I had been under the gun for a long time, especially on the the, uh, reservation. Indian Reservation. Wow. And, Mark, I'm posting it right now, giving you credit for it, too. Liberals fear guns while unborn babies fear doctors. Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a good one. That's, that's a good Hey, listen. Hang on real quick. Um, uh, go, Myra, come on in. I'm looking, uh, I'm looking for something else. Go ahead, Myra. Come on in. Yes, Coach. In regard to um, Attorney Renz going after all state boards and – uh, Dr. Gosselin, uh board meeting this coming Thursday, Psalm 58.6. Break their teeth in their mouth, oh God. Break out the fangs of the young lions, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Okay, you guys sitting down? Sitting. I think you are sitting down. It says description of abortion. Pull that one up there, Spencer. It's about the fifth one, sixth one down. Yeah. Okay, folks. Viewer discretion advised. Here is Dr. Anthony Levitino. This is a little bit old, by the way. It may be, this may be even 10 years old. Dr. Anthony Levitino, obstetrics and gynecology specialist, explaining an abortion. I was playing this this morning, and my wife said, turn it off. Turn it off. Go ahead. Thank you, Chairman and members of the committee. Um, I only have five minutes, so I'm going to get right to it. Second trimester d abortions performed between roughly 14 and 24 weeks of gestation. Your patient today is 17 years old. She's 22 weeks pregnant. Her baby is the length of your hand plus a couple of inches. And she's been feeling her baby kick for the last several weeks. But she's asleep on an operating room table. You walk into that operating room scrubbed and gowned, and after removing laminaria, you introduce a suction catheter into the uterus. This is a 14 French suction catheter. 
If she were 12 weeks pregnant or less, basically the width of your hand or smaller, you could basically do the entire procedure with this. But babies this big don't fit through catheters this size. After suctioning the amniotic fluid out from around the baby, you introduce an instrument called a sofa clamp. It's about 13 inches long. It's made of stainless steel. The business end of this clamp is about two and a half inches long and a half inch wide. There are rows of sharp teeth. This is a grasping instrument. When it gets a hold of something, it does not let go. A DNA procedure is a blind abortion. So picture yourself introducing this and grabbing anything you can blindly and pull, and I do mean hard, and out pops a leg about that big, which you put down on the table next to you. Reach in again, pull again, and pull out an arm about the same length, which you put down on the table next to you. And use this instrument again and again to tear out the spine, the intestines, the heart and lungs. Head in the baby that size is about the size of a large plum. Can't see it, but you pretty good idea you've got it if you've got your instrument around something and your fingers are spread about as far as they go. You know you did it right if you crush down on the instrument and white material runs out of the cervix. That was the baby's brains. Then you could pull out skull pieces. And you have a day like I had a lot of times, sometimes a little face comes back and stares back at you. Congratulations, you just successfully performed a second trimester Dini abortion. You just affirmed her right to choose. Ladies and gentlemen, it was ah. very hard for me. Huh? Boom. <laughs> Boom. They're not showing that in school, are they? Not showing that. See, I've, I've told this story before that when my daughter, Abby, had her knee surgery, they showed her a video of the surgery. What? Everything was going to happen. Before she died, it, they showed her a video of it. It's called what? Informed consent. Will they do that in abortion? We, you can't even give them an ultrasound, let alone show them a video of what they're going to do to their little baby because the people believe it's a blob of tissue. Come on in, Silver. Then I want to get to a scripture. Go ahead, Silver. Please notice that this doctor referred to the object of destruction as a baby the whole way through. He did. He did. That's right, Joe. Because, again, folks, that's the way that they get away with it. They try to dehumanize it. If they can dehumanize the baby, then they get away with it. Proverbs 20, uh, 21, 22 through 33 today. Proverbs 1, 22 33 and silver i got a sunburnt throat so i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you uh read this for us here today folks huh god you know the simplicity of the proverbs god my goodness the simplicity of the truth in the proverbs we're beginning in proverbs by the way uh spencer i don't know if you can do this real quick put up proverbs one uh i think it's seven one seven and then come back to this proverbs one Verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. There we are, friends. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. They don't want to hear about it. Huh? They don't want to hear about it. Okay, take silver back to uh, begin in verse 22 for today. Powerful. How long, simple ones, Joe? All right. How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Fools hate what, Joe? Knowledge. They hate knowledge. They don't want to know the truth. They don't want to know the truth. Hey, folks, you're you're hanging around a a lot of friends who are fools. They don't want to know the truth. La, 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 They don't want to know the truth. They're fools. Go ahead, Joe. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. Mm. But ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. Folks, I want you to listen here a second. I want you to watch. The Lord is giving a clear warning. He said, listen, I, try, I warned you about this. You wouldn't listen to me. I told you not to do that. You wouldn't listen to me. I've been warning you. Watch what, where this ends up, Joe. Hey, Joe, start, start again there at 20. Start again at 23. So I'll shut up. Scroll down a bit, Spence. There you go. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Because I have called and ye refused, 
I have stretched out my hand, and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel, and would none of my reproof. Wow. I also will laugh at your calamity. Wow. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but, but I, I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For they that hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore, 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 shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whosoever hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. Holy smoke, I got goosebumps on. Is that unbelievable, folks? Huh? Hey, he ain't gonna show no mercy. No mercy, dudes. <laughs> there ain't no mercy. He's been warning us. He's been warning us. There's no mercy except those who hearken unto me. They're gonna dwell in safely, safety, safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. My goodness, my goodness. Craig. Well, Coach, do you want to go down a rabbit trail? Well, it sounds like I'm going to. Did you watch the Kentucky Derby this weekend? That was the most unbelievable ride by a jockey I have ever seen. If, if you guys – you got, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, go ahead. Anyway, yeah, that was amazing. Not only was an 80-to-1 uh, bet to want it, but it was the most it was the most miraculous ride by a jockey I have ever seen. Go ahead anyway, Craig. Well that eighty years coach ties into a lot of different things. <laughs> ties into what you were just saying about this gentleman, Mr. Kinsley, I believe. Wasn't yep. that nineteen forty eight? Stop it on what, the yep, it was. Wasn't yep. wasn't Israel uh a nation in nineteen forty eight? There you go. Do, doesn't that come up to twenty? 28, which what I've always said is the cross. And do you know the horse that it took, what its name was, Coach? Don't tell me. It was called Epicenter. Do you know what the Epicenter is? The Epicenter is the, uh, ep is the seismological point in the Earth's surface directly above the hypocenter or focus point of an earthquake. Hmm. <laughs> That is a sign from the Lord of the times that we're in. Oh, this my is goodness. what I always say. We are in the book of Revelation. <laughs> and we have these little little nuanced signs that if you pick up the little breadcrumbs and you see them play out, you'll we'll, we'll find out if it's true. Hey, you know, friends, I'm going to tell you, look, I'm not a numbers guy like Craig and like Steve Deck. Praise God that you are. I mean, I'm not making fun of you. Uh 1947, 1948 in America were, were some of the things that ha occurred in those times are absolutely world changing. And we don't we don't even realize it. We don't even realize what happened in that two period. So uh, everything's balanced, right? Everything's balanced. It seems to me there's another two year period or uh, 47, 40, whatever. There's another one coming, folks. And it's going to be a balancing act to what happened. Could, could you say it was an epicenter year? Just like the horse epicenter, it was an ep 1947, it was an ep 48, a lot of things changed, right? A lot of, a lot of things changed. China, China became, China was was changed into a communist nation in 1948. Israel, hey. Israel, Israel was formed out of nowhere. That's right. There's yep. a lot. That's the Lord is, I'm telling you. Woo, wee, 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 wee. Come on in, Jeff. Coach, you mentioned that horse race. Yeah. Tom Brand, Tom Branstall called me last night and said Neil posted a video online on his website. Peterson horse. He's got Peterson encrypted on the horse coming from last to finish the race to beat DeWine. He's like, they said it was hilarious. I haven't seen it yet, but only Neil would do it. Uh again, I'm coming back to the thing. I can't believe that every one of the other candidates hasn't come out publicly and said we're behind him. 
we're behind him. Because if we what? Oh, they don't like him. They're not sure where he stands on what. I mean, it's the things Neil told me was I, I, one of them wanted to meet with him and see if he could support it. I, what? What? One of them said, did you vote for me? What? Is it anyone? Is it any wonder? I mean, I just says a lot about him, doesn't it? Teresa, come in. Good morning. I'm on the um, Central Committee, and I was told if I campaigned for, for Neil Peterson, I would get kicked off of there, which I don't care. I'd rather have a good candidate. But I'm wondering if, like, if the other Republican um, candidates who lost back him, if they will get kicked out of the Republican Party and never be backed again, and that might be what they're afraid of, rather than getting a good man in. Uh, you're telling me that you were told on the Central Committee that if you supported a candidate, <laughs> tell me that's not true. That's, well, that's, that's not, not true. a Republican because I'm on the Republican Central Committee, and therefore I'm not re- I'm not supporting the Republicans, and I would get kicked off. This was unofficially I was told that. I haven't looked it up or anything. But my understanding is because I would be backing a different party, so to speak. I get you. I get you. Isn't your position elected? You're elected by the people. Correct. But no, I'm I'm elected by the Republican people. I'm elected by the Republicans. Well, yes, they can't kick you off. I don't know. It's something I need to look into because I'm backing Neil Peterson, whether I get kicked off or not. So I am going to look into that. And if and if Democrats are allowed to vote in the Republican primaries, why would I not be allowed to campaign for someone else? For the well, record, it's because it's Neil all. Peterson, it's all Neil Peterson is a Republican. Neil Peterson is a Republican. He will tell you uh-huh. that at every meeting. Go to. He is a Republican. He's, he's running as an alternative. He's running as an independent, isn't he? Yeah, he but is. she's saying he's, he's, he's a Republican. He's a Republican running but as an But he's not running as a Republican. No, no, but no. he is a Republican. Life right. I have to look into all the details of this. This is what I was initially told, so um, I, I have to look into it more. But that all I'm saying is that if it's true, that they might also be threatening the candidates with who might yeah. feel like they have something. Okay, I got you. Look, I got to show you something. Since I brought it up, I got to show you the picture of this horse race. Pull it up there real quick because this is it. This is us, folks. This is us coming from behind. So, Spencer, I just sent it to you, and I want you to fast forward it to one one minute and thirty eight seconds. And I want you to freeze it right there. Stop. Stop. Well, keep going. I'm going. You're doing good. You're doing good. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Folks, you got to see this. This is, this is, <laughs> go ahead, play it a little bit. And then I'm going to show you. Real, get ready to stop it. Okay. Get ready. Stop. 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 Okay. Now, if you look at this race, who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Huh? Okay, Spencer, take your marker and poke at, see all those red hats? Huh? See all of them? Folks, you know who's going to win? Spencer, the guy near the rail in the red hat. No, no, over. Oh, no, back, 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 back. Come up, come. Not there. Right there. Folks, keep your eye on this guy. Watch him. He was an 80 to 1 shot. Dubs for the underdog, baby. I want you to watch this guy come out of nowhere and watch the bravery of this jockey. It's like he cuts a guy off on the freeway right in front of him. This is, go ahead, play. This is amazing. Keep your eye on that guy. Show him again who it is, Spencer. Show him who they're watching. There's your man. There's your man. Go ahead. Is that amazing? That's us, baby. We're coming out of the pack. 
when nobody. <laughs> hey, coach. Oh, coach. Yeah. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let us break their bonds into pieces and cast away their cords from us. He yep. who sits in the heaven shall laugh. Laugh. He's laughing, baby. He's laughing. Brandy, come on in. Hey, Coach, I was involved in horse racing most of my young life. And what that jockey just did is about one out of a hundred jockeys would do that. Unbelievable. No, you're right. That's that is a daredevil go down and get killed move or win the race. He knew that horse could would win the race if he could get by on that one horse. So unbelievable, man. He pulled right he pulled right out into traffic, didn't he? And then popped it. It's amazing. It's amazing to have the courage to do that. We don't have any idea how fast that race is and that clomping and everything that's going on. And he had the wherewithal. Wow. Show that again. They all want to, they're crying for more. Now that you've seen it once, there he is. Stop it. Do you see where he is? Do you see where he's clearing the back, Spence? There, right there. That's him. That's him. We got a quarter of a mile left. Go. Watch this. You're going to move over. Don't get over on the rail. Oh, my goodness, what a race. Here he comes. He's that redhead. Right along in here. There he goes. Now watch him pull out in the middle of traffic here. There he is. It hits the brakes and pulls her out. Let's go. Unbelievable. Like me and those free uh, those semis heading down to Dow- uh, Dayton the other night. That's what it's like. Listen, about out of time here. Roger, come on in. Preakness is going to be fun to watch. Preakness <laughs> is going to be fun to watch because just like in politics, oftentimes the loser starts griping and that empire owner has already started griping that he was beat by some, you know, some little 80 to yep. one horse. Preakness is going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, some, Hey, this is some, this is some guy running as an underdog in there. the third party running in there. Huh? Oh my, don't get me. Don't get me going. Don't, we already got me going. You already got me going. I want to do this. Go go to AJ in DC. Boy, I'm about out of time. Go to AJ in DC, folks. Remember we had we had AJ on uh, AJ Hurley on. Remember that? Uh, watch what AJ Hurley's doing now, folks. This is amazing. Played at 1.5 speed, Spencer, and I think we'll be able to get it. This is AJ Hurley at the abortion clinic in uh, DC. Go ahead. <laughs> They show up in a report. In a wife. Hi. Hi, how are you? I just want to let you know we're offering a $25,000 reward for anyone who's willing to come forward with testimony against Saint Pablo. There's a lot of protection and cover for you, and your voice really matters. Anyone who has seen a baby born alive or has witnessed a partial birth abortion is really, really important right now. Gosnell, he was held accountable because people came forward. I don't mean to cut you off. I understand, but we have nothing to do with that. If you can give these to some of the other people. Please, because Gosnell was brought down because of people like this who saw something and they said something. So if you know any of these people, this is the Gosnell of D.C. right behind those doors right there, and we need to stand up and do something about it. They can help. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Great. So um, we did get to speak to a staff member. That's awesome. Um, she took the handouts that we had. They have a lot of information in there about what uh, a whistleblower might want to look for, um, signs, you know, that a baby may have been born alive or signs that a partial birth abortion happened. Um, and, of course, the information about how if they have been witness to a crime and they failed um, to communicate that to authorities, then they may also be um, collaborators in that crime. Hopefully $25,000 and, uh, and just the knowledge that there's an entire movement um, working to protect them. If they do come forward, then perhaps they will feel courageous enough um, or in a position where uh, they're willing to do that. This particular location. They show up and they're handing out flyers all around the abortion clinic. Anybody knows that this guy do a partial birth abortion? Anybody know? What do you say? $50,000 reward? Folks, man, oh, man, we're finally learning how to play this game. Paul Webb, come in. Then Myra. No, Coach, I was going to say about that horse race, you know, the, the, the horse was a, was a fill-in for a scratch. It was 99 to 1 originally. Is that and right? Also, yeah, it was a scratch. He, he was a fill-in. He was a last-minute horse. And wow. then also, too, that trainer – 
His story is he lost, he had a, a farm about two years or sometime two years ago that, that has burned down. He lost 25 horses. <laughs> and he got this boy. Payoff was $380,000 or something like that for one ticket. Matt Tice, quickly. Well, one of the things that um, maybe it's time that we start thinking about in this country, you know, we have these uh, kids learning all about transgenderism and all that kind of stuff. What would happen if we took a nice little bus or something like that and converted it into a what the inside of abortion clinic would look like mm. and take it around to schools and have the boys and girls at the fourth grade go through what an abortion clinic room looks like and explain what right. happens to them with the stirrups and everything else and really show them exactly what's going to happen if they proceed with doing the illicit things that kids are encouraged to do. Educate right. them on this very item. Amen, Let them buddy. see it firsthand. That's what they call gone on the offense, going on the offense. Hey, don't forget, Bridie on today, 11 o'clock. God bless you all. See you tomorrow.